What's a funny little quip I could open with? Should we all go back to bed? Are we finally ready to start? Live from the City of Roses. I thought this would be funny, but it's not. This is LAAF. Everyone thinks we're incompetent. With Grace Faye. I just want to tell you all how happy I am to be back in the studio. Grace! And another unsung blue-collar hero. Jimmy McCammon. Don't you sometimes hate yourself? Constantly. The old team together again. Oh. Nothing can stop us. See? This? You must have dreamed about this moment for a thousand times. Is L-A-A-F. How'd you like it? Oh, I didn't. Thank you. I'm going to leave them the worst review. I love it, Ipamona. And action. Very good. Now, that's nice and in the background. Um, yeah, uh, it's been a great week of shows. We had Ari Stidham in here on Monday. We had Jay Elijah Cho in here on Wednesday. Um, hopefully, you'll go see the show if you're in the Pasadena area. Again, um, the Sierra Madre Playhouse is hosting Jay Elijah Cho's one-man show, Mr. Unioshi. And uh, it is about, as succinctly as I can put it, uh, an Asian man plays Mickey Rooney as Mickey Rooney prepares to play an Asian man in the uh, movie Breakfast at Tiffany's. Do you know that movie? Nice. I do. Yeah. uh, It's, um, oh, wait. I can't say I remember that part, though. I, I watched it a long time ago. Uh, yeah, he plays a like, okay, Mickey Rooney in that movie plays like a very drastically comical Asian character and like, um, awkward. Yeah, it's very awkward. It's kind of otherwise <laughs> like a good movie. It's sure. sort of, you know, it's based on a Truman Capote novel. And so it's got some substance to it and, and whatever. It's not my kind of movie, but like it's pretty it's pretty okay other than that and then but then there's this like cartoonish Asian character that has just been like an annoyance to Asian actors, you know, for decades ever since the movie was made. Um so sure. so the movie so the play kind of makes fun of that and uh you know, it'll like occasionally as my experience was, it will make the white people in the room feel a little bit uncomfortable, but mostly like everybody is like in on the joke and and even it's a little bit even forgiving of Mickey Rooney. I mean, he's kind of a dumbass and he's kind of like a a goofball and a and a doofus, but like um for the time, like, I don't know if he meant too much harm, but also, like, at the end of his life, he, like, would brag that he... <laughs> so, Mr. Yunioshi was a Japanese character, but Mickey Rooney would brag that um, Asian and Chinese people were very grateful to him for his portrayal. Okay, that's potentially more awkward than the movie, for Yeah, sure. it's worse, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was 1961, you know, when that movie came out. Yeah, it's, and it's not his fault for getting cast, I guess you know. No. But later, later to say they're grateful to him. I mean, I think let them say that if they are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but but also 
no Asian people were walking up to him and saying, hey, thank you. What an inspiration that was. Zero. We're, we're so grateful you took a role from an actual Asian person. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's uh what well what's been going on? Uh, Michaela King is here on the podcast uh, remotely, unfortunately. Um, remotely. Assuming you're not in the area, but roving the land, doing comedy stuff like that. Yeah, I'm somewhat. I'm somewhat roving. Um, I I recently uh, found myself back in Nevada City. Okay. Um, I say it like that because I feel like, and you can probably relate. Although you and Grace Faye must have some awesome uh tractor beam protective armor on because this place just like has that you know yeah you're just like and then one day you wake up you're like oh shit i'm i'm back here now i know it was you know well Um, the whole the the listeners know the whole pandemic i was back there for like at least a week a month yeah. Yeah. Everyone that, you know, to explain to those who don't know, don't know it, it's pretty much like so idyllic and there's such community and family and stuff going on that it's real easy to just like kind of fall back into it like a warm comforter. <laughs> yeah. It's well put. That's well put. It's like a warm yeah. comforter with some, with some like blackberry thorns in it though, you know, because every once in a while you're like, ah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes a little. A, uncomfortable a warm comforter <laughs> with like a lot of small town drama also <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah uh, you know what though i mean i i think i i would um encourage anyone to get um uh like a place like this you know go like somewhere uh uh out of the way not a big city and find find yourself a community you know and and kind of hang out and make friends and then and bounce back there. If you're a city dweller, like there can be yeah. no better there could be no better medicine for you than than like doing that. You know how like like okay, you know Bruce Willis and like um uh I don't I don't know. Everybody who moves to Austin and like you Kevin know Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, like right. Yellowstone. <laughs> all these yeah, all these people and they make it and they make a fortune or whatever and then all they're longing for is to like look at fields or whatever. Right. <laughs> and like and like be in nature or ride horses or what William Shatner, you know, rat, rode horses for 40 years after he retired. That- yeah, and you can see it you can see it up here, you know, pretty much any time of year. It used to kind of be in the summer and like the river would get crowded. And now it's just like all the time people are coming out. It's snowing right now, you know, and it's still tourist season. Like, so obviously other people need this in their lives. That's the part I'm jealous about the snow. I make people from up there send me pictures of the snow when it happens. Oh, I'll send you one. It just started out of nowhere, kind of. This is LAAF. This is going to be a bad show. She just says, oh, all the fucking time. Oh. You are one very negative guy. For or with others. Jimmy is drinking vodka on the toilet. I'm not about all that razzle-dazzle. Wear your good suit. This is my good suit. No, I, 
I didn't share that with you. Okay, well, that's fine, because this is just, um, well, once in a while, the actual talent, you know, seeds some time to me to talk about things that I care about. Oh. Um, it is about you in the end. Thank you. Thank you very much. You are LAF. Although, although with the uh, system that you've put together here, and this is cool, remote, by the way, because um, I am recording this on Zoom. Maybe I'll drop a little bit of this on YouTube. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, if YouTube will allow it, because um, the whole setup is looking great. You look great. Our headphones are stylish and, and dope. Yeah, it looks like a legit podcasting setup, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it, and we'll, we'll, we'll work more of the kinks out as we go along and stuff, and be able to like listen to more of each other's. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So, so I was discussing some politics with a friend the other day, and uh, and he was he was saying that like, um, uh, he was angry at some of his like uh some of the the would-be liberals in uh i don't know the news whatnot he was talking about like bernie sanders and how Uh and how like bernie sanders is like a businessman and (laughs) and how i mean yeah and selling books online and like every well i mean even like um you know a lot of the real they're like they're real socialist, almost like Democrat types. Um, were excited about Andrea um, Ocasio Cortez and thinking she was okay. Now she's hard left. She's going to be hard left, and yeah. like, and she's turned around and been a little bit like I don't I don't know. I guess I, I guess my my friends who are true liberals are mad that there aren't like actual liberals, you know, fighting for it or whatever. I don't know what it is, but, you know, but, but like all the way on their side and kind of like anti-capitalism. And like, I find that to be annoying too, even though I'm not, I'm not really all that far left, whatever I pick and choose what I believe in from the left and right, I think. But like, but like, it's true that you don't hear anyone, you you don't hear anyone espouse like a, a, a purely, you know, um, democratic point of view without, well, eh, maybe democratic, but not, not like, um, socialist, you know? Right. And with the popularity of like that ethos, at least in like with young people and stuff, like, I mean, somebody kind of should be like Bernie Sanders should have gotten right back on that, like, um, whole, he was like calling himself a democratic socialist and it's like okay i'm fine with that like there's only one we have to have at least one to hear that point of view so i'm sure. i'm fine with it and i'm sick i got sick of the era fast as a young person about like you know uh, you know about like demonizing um communists or demonizing socialists or whatever just because we live in a majority capitalist society and the capitalism is sort of the grease that makes the wheels run and everything like i agree but like to have this idea where kids can't read karl marx or whatever or like it's it's somehow bad for them to do so you know like i was always against that so i'm like no you have to have someone saying that shit you know it's like it's like when you're 
it's like when you're secure in your relationship like you don't mind if you're if your significant other has friends of of really any gender or whatever if the gender that you are fuck yeah you know? so whatever your relationship is but say for like you and grace like if grace has a guy friend like that's not going to freak you out right no but like and that's how it should be with these books it's like if you're so if you're if you're so confident in your system and that that's the one then like let people read whatever and then bring to the table the ideas that they have from that. You don't but, want you don't want these kids to be reading Karl Marx because he does actually in his shit poke obvious fucking holes in capitalism and be like here's how capitalism is abusive to people. Like right. you don't want them to hear that because you're so afraid that uh, I don't know what they're afraid of but like Right. But you know, but just just turning down the and and on the other side too, you know, like communism is abusive to people too. And if those kids are thinkers, they'll figure that out as well. And that there needs to be some other way that we haven't really found out yet. But so far, all of our systems have abused those of us that are a part of them, which is weird, right? Because oh, yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. well, somehow the powerful find a way to abuse the those with less power. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. Right. <laughs> No matter what the structure is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it's just a sick human nature. It's actually like a problem with like hierarchy as far as I can see, you know, and you really see that in like, I don't know, you kind of really see that in the entertainment industry and like walking around on sets and seeing like, how are the extras treated versus how are the, um, you know, crew members treated versus, oh, now how are the how are the cast members treated and now how are the right. ma- how are the main cast members treated and it's like oh right. geez you really see people get treated differently and right. and it's like okay there there is a you know a flaw and that flaw will exist in both systems i don't care if you're a hard capitalist a hard socialist th- that flaw will exist there will be a hierarchy where these people receive less respect than these people because we think they're so important or I don't know. And that's just and how the we fact organize. Is, yeah. And the fact is that those of us that if, if we make it to the top of those organizations, whether it's entertainment or politics or finance or whatever business, a lot of people, probably not you and I, but like a lot of people, once they get there, they're like, fine, I fucking made it here finally. So now I'm going to uh, reap the benefits of being at the top. Right. And so that's why the this, this system actually won't change until we all change, is, is the thing. Yeah. Because it's all run by humans, and we're all corruptible to the most part. And it, unless you really keep, like, generosity and honesty and, and the understanding that you didn't do anything in a vacuum in mind, you're going to end up there. Absolutely. Well said. You're listening to LAAF. Even the name sounds mysterious. Commander, signal the following in all languages and on all frequencies. How is the sex? Fast and only on Saturdays. It's perfect. For the whole week? Yes, sir. And now. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and guess what else? Today, Junior! The LAAF Podcast presents. Today! Today! Is today even a day? Even a thing? But everybody finally gets gets there and turns around and abuses the underlings themselves. (laughs) Yeah, or they don't even understand it in the first place. It's like those signs on I-5 that are like, stop socialism. There's one right next to each other. Stop socialism. And then the other one is like, 
stop sending our water to the ocean. And I'm like, okay, you're only getting that water from Northern California because we have a socialist water sharing program. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. also nature we stole wants it many the water years ago. to go, go to the ocean. So it's not actually yours. And the fact that you have it at all for your crops is a socialist kind of thing. And so some people don't even get it. But anyway. No. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Fine. there's it's many systems. There's, it's fu- really funny that there's so many systems, you know, within this capitalist utopia that some people think that they have built that they're <laughs> reaping the rewards of, you know, right. that, you know, that, that, that are completely socialist, you know, but then they're like, totally. well, but don't talk about it. Shush. Right. And then they're like, well, I worked hard to get here. And I'm like, yeah. And some people work really hard to get nowhere. So, I mean, it's not like you cracked a code or something. Well, you know? and, and I'm, you know, I've never been against having some sort of a social safety net for those people out there who uh, have fallen on shit luck their entire life. Like, totally. <laughs> it's like they're they're there, they're out there. Like, what are we gonna do about them? Like, they're not even. You can't even blame it on anything. They're not addicted to drugs. They're whatever. Like, they were orphans, yeah. and then they went from there. They had shit luck ever from <laughs> yeah. being orphans on down. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, John Elijah Cho and Grace Faye the other day on Wednesday um, didn't really let me give full mm, full shrift to the depth that the month of February, you know, really bears for us in terms of national days. Well, let's do that. Well, it is spunky old broads month. I know that doesn't apply to anyone <laughs> here, but I am a huge fan. You know Not what I yet. mean? Spunky uh-huh. old broads have a, a place in my heart. <laughs> absolutely yeah um and I, it, oh go ahead oh i can't wait to be one honestly yeah yeah we'll start practicing now i it will really sneaks up on you <laughs> um it's vegan cuisine month so i don't Nobody know cares. that's fine you can do that but i'll just not um it's women's role in history month this is another big one because february is also all right look february is um, African American Heritage Month. It's Black History Month. It's LGBTQIA something month. Um, and it's Women's Role in History Month. I feel like these are a lot of big deals, a lot of heavy hitters all trying to share the month of February. And Which the- is the shortest one. Yes. Right? <laughs> the, yeah. the LGBTQIA plus people the black people and the women we've all given the very shortest month and we've all made them share it. Isn't that another form of this same oppression? That's my only point. Yeah. It's like you guys are all in the same pool. You don't really count. I say give and, them uh, full length yeah. months and one a piece. <laughs> yeah. Here, here. Uh, it is potato lovers month. Uh, what's your mm. favorite form of potato? Uh, sweet potato fries. Okay. Look, I'm talking about for, God's sake. You mod- I know it's not a potato. It's you a modern people with your it. sugar potatoes. Okay. You got to right. choose a you got to choose a a form of the good old Irish russet potato. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, does Yukon gold count cuz I do love them. Uh, yeah, I'll take That's that. That's an actual potato. It's I'll kind of a bougie it. potato, I guess, but That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually it reminds me of one of those things that like um, 
that like that like bougie people eat now, but probably mm-hmm. the poorest people around ate two hundred years ago or something. There's a few of yeah. those. <laughs> it's like snails. A lot of Indian food, I feel yeah, like, is snail that. escargot. Yeah, totally. Like that totally originated <laughs> as a peasant food. But now it's it was like, a French revolution. They were starving to death, and so they ate snails. Yeah, and they're like, and other, actually, yeah, exactly. these are kind of good. Let's keep it a secret from from the richies. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it is relationship. Frog legs. It is relationship wellness month. Um, so I'm putting a moratorium on my favorite joke, uh, which is it's my favorite like joke. You can only do it while you're engaged, but. Um, my favorite joke is when we get in any kind of minor disagreement, I ask her, is it too soon to get a divorce? <laughs> so no, none of that in February because it's a relationship wellness month. And it's also responsible pet owners month. Take them off of that chain. Take them out of that cage. Clean up their poop. God's sakes. You guys with your pets, knock it off. Come on. Get them a checkup. Be nice. Yeah, exactly. And don't forget the teeth. Man, your dog breath stank. Yep. It really does. Um, But it is the third. Wait, is it the third? Yeah, it's Friday the third. We're all off of work pretty soon. We're trying to figure out how we're going to celebrate the evening. We can stay up late tonight and party because it's Friday. (laughs) And it's Elmo's birthday. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to a big time uh, L.A. rave that's all about Elmo's birthday. Sesame Street rave? Yeah, Sesame Street themed rave. Would that be the creepiest thing that ever happened? One of them. Yeah, that would be like, I mean, I have have accidentally stayed in a hotel where they were having a furry convention. (laughs) I was just going to say. And like... I think I think that this would be creepier because it's specifically like the furry convention. It's it could be for anybody. Like you know, if you're in a, a squirrel outfit and you're in your forties, that's fine. Maybe you just do that. But like Sesame Street is for children. Yeah, Back off. Yeah, it's like the it's like the My Little Pony uh, fetish thing. It's like oh, I don't, I, you don't know about that bronies. You do, bronies, yeah. It's just something about that that's like, I don't know, I, I don't want to call anybody out, whatever, but like, it it might, you might have some drama if you're like fetishizing my little ponies. I'm just kidding. Three reviews, all five stars, that's 15 stars. And now it's time for Famous Birthdays on LAAF. It actually is my birthday. Uh, yeah, this is a big, this is a big deal. National Trevor Day. Uh, I mean, we're only making a big deal out of it because we share a Trevor. We sure do. Yeah, we have joint, we have joint custody of a Trevor. They're a T now, but like, I think they would still appreciate getting celebrated on Trevor Day. Oh, okay. I'm down. Yeah. Well, you know, uh... (laughs) Uh, we'll, let, have to, we'll have to let them know. Oh, well, let's see. Um, we can check out what is Trevor mm-hmm. Day. So what birthday to all of the world's uh, Trevors, what celebrities do they share it with here? And do we know? And do we care? We certainly don't care about many of these. I mean, TikTok star and Instagram star is not... 
it's not a real thing to me. I'm sorry. This probably makes me a spunky old broad, but it's not a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, anyway. that's pretty good. That's a good start. These kids these days with their celebrities on TikTok... Oh, when I was a spunky young broad, we didn't have this crap. We didn't have TikTok. Uh, happy birthday to Bo Biden, uh, who had the, uh-huh. the luck of being uh, related to a president. So that's pretty cool. R.I.P. Uh, mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Ferdinand Magellan. Yeah. Which is pretty cool uh, with that boat. Uh, one of the only... <laughs> <clears throat> One of the only Italian, you know, boat guys to ever really make it huge. Really do big things with a boat. Yeah, I mean, and the maps, you know, where would we be? Oh, happy yeah. birthday to Nathan Lane. I can get behind yeah. that. For uh, sure. Birdcage, uh, other films. <laughs> yeah, it's fabulous. He, wasn't he in The Producers? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah. maybe Danny played the part what? he played. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to Elizabeth Holmes, that weird uh, lady who was going to take your blood and made it make it like easier to to test oh. it. Yeah, yeah. I still want to watch that documentary. On, or actually, it's uh, it's a movie. I think with with Amanda Seyfried. Oh, I see. Looks really good. Okay, I think that's the one. Uh, pretty fascinating. It sounds like she drank her own Kool-Aid to a degree. Yeah. Know? Oh. So it's like confusing. Is it, was it really a scam? Like if you believe in it a hundred percent, even if it's crazy, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And do you Uh-oh. get a, yeah. And do you get a, uh, you know, a crazy person defense for that? You know, like, can you, right, right. can you just be like, Hey, look, this is, I'm, I'm obviously insane. Cause I believe this, this shit. Right. <laughs> I think it was a little bit of that. Yeah. 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 That's what um, I think there's a little bit of that to uh, religion, too. It, you know what? It made me think of that. I was looking at uh, Instagram while I was pooping um, mm. and I saw Anthony Hopkins. Right. And mm-hmm. he comes on and he does this short video about believing like belief, like believe in yourself kind of thing. But more like, you know, even if. It seems crazy. Believe in it, you know, whatever. And I was like, <laughs> I was kind of like, I get the spirit behind it, but I don't know if this is the greatest. I think this is what like weird religious fanaticism is made out of too. And like, yeah. And like, um, like even just like people, sometimes people, <laughs> sometimes people late <clears throat> in life will become very pious. You know, if they've been sort of yeah. iffy Christians their entire life, they'll really start watching the Christian you know, my, this, my grandma did this. She really got into like the Sunday church shows and like she really got religious like later on in life. I, you know, she was a little religious her whole life, but like I felt like it ramped up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's natural like when death is closer, yeah. at least in your in your awareness. Or anything it emotional. could be close anytime. Yeah. 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 These emotional phenomenons in your life that make you really fucking believe in in what you know it's just a little bit the same as the lady who knows that her husband is cheating but she just carries on you know (laughs) she like something's (laughs) wrong with this but like i believe in this i'm doing this yeah this is you know their identity is more important to them than the truth right and so at what point is denial like a real hand holder to belief actually they bloody love us historically intriguing captain
And now, the LAAF Podcast presents Today in History. Uh, congratulations to uh, Alberto Gonzalez, who became the first Hispanic U.S. Attorney General on this day in history in 2005. That's pretty good. Oh, a lot of firsts. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and then um, this is also the day in history in 1959 that uh, that crazy plane crash. Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big oh, Bopper yeah. all died together. Like the three biggest oh, wow. music stars in the country all died in the same plane. Hmm. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Well, my thought is, who was the fourth biggest music star in the country, and have we investigated them? Because maybe they were in there with some wire clippers or, you know, cutting the fuel lines or something like that. They're like, I got to get to number one somehow. (laughs) I don't know if that's been adequately investigated. Yeah, well, it could have been sabotaged. That's all I'm saying. Uh, on this day in history, 1944, the U.S. troops capture the Marshall Islands. So congratulations to them for that. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And the New England Patriots win the first Super Bowl. That's quite a run. I think they won the most recent Super Bowl. And several. I think they've won the most so. out of any team ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Oh, another testament to capitalism where you can spend as uh, the most money on a team and uh, win the most uh, win the most prizes. Ooh, Bell there you go. Bell Star murdered in Oklahoma in 1889. Um, Bell Star was a famous uh, uh, you know bandit outlaw uh, known as the Bandit Queen. Uh, uh, and she was killed with two shotgun wounds, uh, from blasts from behind. Oh, how dare you? It's, uh, it's, that's not, it's not cool to kill a lady. There's no honor in that. No. And from behind? From the back? No. Shot in the back. Uh, as with the lives of. During Women's (laughs) History Month. God. Wow. The nerve. (laughs) Really. That was put an extra sting on that. Yeah, Bell's Bell began her lifelong pattern of associating with men of uh, questionable character in Texas in 1866, meeting Cole Younger, a member of the James Younger Gang. Oh, we're big fans of the James Gang around here. I make Grace listen to oh, I bet. James Gang trivia a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, like a couple of these will be in the ceremony, so keep it yeah, sharp. <laughs> yeah, these are some of the great stories, Grace. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, also, you know, tomorrow in history, there is also different stuff happening. When you can get past the pop-ups, there is. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's what happens when you subscribe to a free uh, history website. I, you know, free history website, free birthday website. This is where we get our information. If you go to patreon.com slash LAAF and give us a dollar a month, maybe we could afford some better sources. I don't know. Patty Hearst. Fewer pop-ups at least. Yeah, exactly. We could cut down on the pop-ups. 
Um, Patty Hearst was kidnapped by the Symbionese Liberation Army on this day in history in 1974. Well, tomorrow day in history. We got to cover it. Uh, Yeah. uh, She was the 19-year-old granddaughter of newspaper publisher William Randolph Hearst and was kidnapped from her apartment in Berkeley, California uh, by three armed strangers. Neighbor... uh, Wow, just for ransom? I think so. Uh, her fiancé, Stephen Weed, cool name, bro, was beaten <laughs> up and tied up along with a neighbor who tried to help. Witnesses reported seeing a struggling Hearst being carried away blindfolded and she was put in the trunk of a car. Neighbors who came out into the street were forced to take cover after the kidnappers fired their guns to cover their escape. Three days later, the Symbionese Liberation Army, a small U.S. leftist group, announced in a letter to uh, Berkeley... I don't think they ever liberated Symbia. (laughs) I mean, I don't remember that from history class. Yeah, I don't recall um, Symbia being um, like under any sort of dictatorship or anything. I don't recall a country named Symbia. I don't know. Oh, they demanded that the Hearst family give uh, $70 in foodstuffs to every needy person from Santa Rosa to Los Angeles. Wow. So this was really, this was really a save the Californians effort. $70. Yeah. They were a far left uh, American organization, I guess. So I don't know where they came up with Cynthia, but. Well, um, yeah. Uh, in April, however, the situation changed dramatically when a surveillance camera took a photo of Hearst participating in an armed robbery of a San Francisco bank, and she was also spotted during a robbery. Uh, the police raided the SLA's secret headquarters. Um, Patty Hearst and two other SLA members, she was in the gang. Fucking hell, that sounds amazing. This is LAAF. The rest of it still sounds amazing. Oh, snap. What a, a, a thought. She was involved in the whole thing. I can't believe it. Was she before? You know what? Never trust an heiress. Like indoctrinated. Yeah, that's a, that's a I think that plan. she got involved in the Symbionese Liberation oh, Army and then she arranged to, like, this was a hoax kidnapping. Wow. Yeah, this... That's got to make holidays awkward going forward yeah right they had a great they had a great like one of these in um oh no what was the hbo show with the family who does the the evangel evangelizing and it's got the guy from eastbound and down oh i liked it so much oh why am i doing this okay well whatever i'll figure it out you know, uh, it's Friday. I'm a little bit high. Hey, uh, don't get high on your drive to work this morning. Uh, I hope you're all doing well. We have to kind of, you know, we have to kind of call it a wrap up on the show today. Um, if uh, we haven't delivered you enough, you know, inane history, <laughs> daily trivia bullshit, then you're going to want to tune in Monday for more. Uh, well, hopefully we'll have more show coming up Monday, and maybe we'll figure out a way to get together 
you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sometime like that. Again, uh, via Zoom with Michaela King, we'll work out the kinks a little bit more. See what's up with the old microphone. See what's up with the old sound sharing. <laughs> and uh, we'll get yeah, there. Do the thing again. But this was cool. Um, I think. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, and we did a lot of things. Do you have any? Uh, are you planning any shows? Is it just iced over as far as your eye can see right now? Or are you going to be able to get out and do some stand up? Yeah. You know, I've been I've been doing some. Um, since I've been back, had a had a show in the Miners Foundry uh, at the end of October. I just did a show uh, January twenty first at Gold Vibe Kombuchery. It was great. Oh, fun. It was o- oversold for sure, but people had a great time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it's always good to be hustling steeds in at the last minute. You know, um, it's such an awesome venue. Um, and we're gonna do another one in March. I think March eleventh. Uh, but we're in we're in final talks right now, so stay tuned. But that's awesome. yeah, so there's stand up happening up here in the snow. Yeah, I went to a theater show last weekend. Um, that one man show I was telling you about. I'll give it another plug. Head up to the Sierra Madre Playhouse and catch J. Elijah Cho's one man show, Mister Yoshi. That was sick. Um, that was awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, but also, you know what they're doing is on Wednesday night, and like, um, by the way, you got to wear a mask at this theater. So, uh, well, I will. I will not talk shit, but hopefully that'll maybe maybe you'll ease up on that Sierra Madre Playhouse. Anyways, um, Wednesday night they're doing a little showing of the whole movie that the whole show was based on, um, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> so, so as they put it, so as they put it, if you want uh, like a safe space in which to watch that movie, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, you'll probably be okay. You'll be okay either way. But it would be kind of fun because everyone's sort of like watching it ironically, right? So, um, but but yeah. So if you don't mind being in a mask for the duration, and uh, but it's going to be a pretty good time. I think uh, Jay Elijah Cho himself will be in attendance, kind of, and uh, a little bit of chatting after the show too. So that's Wednesday night, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is uh, the one man show. And although Sunday is showed out, sold out, you can't get in. Sorry, people, um, but go Friday or Saturday night because it is a hit. And as I was, as I got distracted i was just gonna say that um it was very full when i went which was heartening to see i mean it wasn't a gigantic theater but um you know people are going out and like (laughs) yeah they were all wearing masks but i mean you know at least uh i think it's kind of back and so it's good to hear um that there's been i mean you know i know all that crew so i see all the pics and everything it looks like everyone's having a great time doing stand-up and i cannot be more for it yeah, there's a lot going on here. There's a show every month at the Iron Door or at the Holbrook that uh, uh, Heidi and Michael Gilkison are putting on. There's uh, Tina Marie has an open mic every month. Oh, cool! At uh, Wild Eye, yeah. There's like a bit happening, which is which is great to see. And I think uh, people people obviously want it. Otherwise, we'd just be uh, performing to ourselves, which would be not as fun. Oh yeah. Well, I've been to those shows though. Where we <laughs> there's just seven of us, oh, and yeah. you know, well, somebody gets up, and <laughs> oh, 
it's called more like a workshop at that point because you're just kind of doing stuff in front of other comics. You're like, absolutely, right. <laughs> working out your we'll stuff. Downgrade it from show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some civilians have to be there for it to be a show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, at the very least, one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have done well. This was not. I mean, I don't do stand up anyways, but like this was not a show. Um, this was like a play, kind of not a serious play, but like a like a deep dive Samuel Beckett, you know, play. And, <laughs> and like we did it for uh, we did it for one person <laughs> at one point. It was it was pretty badass. Like uh, we we actually I went I was directing and I and I went out into the the audience because she was the only one sitting there and i was like hey like um you're the only person here and i don't think anyone else is showing up um and so if it wouldn't make you feel too awkward we'd still like to do the show and she's like i'd be delighted and like what's cool is she came to like every play i did in that area for like 10 fucking years like i got to know that lady so i don't know that's Maybe awesome. if only one person comes to your show, consider putting on a great show for them too. <laughs> Absolutely. There's nothing. Absolutely. I mean, uh, nothing sucks the life out of you more than a like teensy tiny audience as a performer, but also like it's a great time to practice <laughs> that. Yeah, and hey, they 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 came with the same intention as whatever other hundred people would. So like. Do Absolutely. It. Do it for real. Um, what what Beckett play was it? Oh, it was Waiting for Godot. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah we outnumbered uh, the audience five to one. <laughs> I was going to say, if it was Endgame, like, you're probably okay. It's just two people on stage, one person in the yeah, audience. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe it works out. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, well, or uh, act without words, too, is only one person. So that's a nice ratio, too. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very intimate. Oh, man. Okay. Well, before we get way too deep into absurdist theater, which I could do all day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I would like to just quickly Save it for next quickly time. thank the patrons uh, who make the show happen. Uh, in uh, in let's see, how about in order of uh, thickness of pocketbook and uh, money given this time? <laughs> uh, these are the guys who produce uh, the show by sending us money, which you can do at laaf. Uh, no, at Patreon.com/laaf. That's how good I am at that. Um, thank you, Jake Allen. Thank you, Jeff Wong, May Cookrow, Jane Claire Swinson, Donna Newman. Tamara Sendorf and uh, oh, brand new, uh, brand new uh, member of the team, Sarah Gallardo, official cuzzo of the show. Thanks for jumping on board, um, and you can jump on board too uh, for as little as a buck a month. Keep the LAAF coming and all that stuff, uh, and then follow us on all the things. We're LAAF podcast, and follow Michaela King at the Majesty and see what she's got coming up next. Um, thanks a billion for coming. Yeah, thanks for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. See you soon. All right. Cut. That's a wrap. <laughs> that was fun, you guys. Thanks. And sorry. But thanks again. You're listening.